You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barron and my job is to bring you great thinkers, great leaders in dentistry to help you create a better practice and a better life and you're gonna love this one. This one is with a dear friend of ours. She started as a client, still is a client, and a great friend. Her and her husband, Susan Thompson and Ben Thompson created a fantastic practice in North Carolina and they've got a very unique way to find and hire great team members. If you listen to this and do it this way or similar to this way, I promise you, it'll change your life and it'll change your whole practice. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. We'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barrett. My job here is to bring you great thought processes from amazing leaders in dentistry to help you create a better practice and a better life. And I have one of my dear friends on today. She's awesome. You're going to love her. She's one of the coolest people ever. She first became a client, her and her husband. Uh, and then we've just become great friends. And it's really fun to hang around with her. And today we're going to be talking about a brand new way to look at the hiring process with Dr. Susan Thompson. So thank you for being on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So this is so fun. You're like, what are we going to be talking about today? I'm like, I have no idea, but I've got a notepad and a pen. So we're going to come up with a whole bunch of cool stuff. But like, I want people to, I mean, this is, this is kind of the jam for the podcast. I've got a lot of young listeners um, and dentists all over. I always like them to kind of get a sense of who they're listening to. So give us a little bio. Who's Dr. Susan Thompson? Um, I'm a dentist in Raleigh, North Carolina. My husband and I are both from North Carolina and went to UNC Dental School where we met. Um, we've owned our own practice for 16 years as of last week. And we have a son, a 10-year-old son. We love to work hard and play hard and we're grateful to ACT for allowing us to do that. You are awesome. You're too kind. You did all the work. You guys did all the work. But uh, <laughs> I want to talk about this. So we're going to talk about your unique approach to hiring, but give us a state of the union. Like, um, and I, I mean, I'll, I'll be a little facetious here because my heart goes out to people. This is a really unique time in hiring. It's never been more challenging 
And if you're listening to this podcast, I mean, one of your thoughts might be, you, you guys don't understand. Like I practice in a different part of the country and nobody, you can't even get people to answer the ads. Give us the state of union from your perspective where you practice. What have you found? Um, they're right. Okay, <laughs> it's, deal. It's rough. <laughs> um, we are a practice that historically has had really low turnover. Um, our department heads have all been with us pretty much since the beginning. They're almost the first people that we hired in their jobs. Um, and since COVID, we've lost two hygienists. We've had to hire a couple new front desks, which is a lot for us. And the third assistant, I think we've had to replace. So it's it's been a lot of, of roller coaster up and down, in and out, and we are not used to that. Um, hiring people is different than it's ever been before. When we started hiring after COVID, we saw things that just blew my mind. You know, you'd hire somebody and they wouldn't show up. I mean, what, what is that? But it's happening all the time everywhere. Right. Mind blowing. It's hard to find good people. Um, sometimes you can find good people and you know, their salary requirements are beyond what your practice can support. So it's, it's a really, really hard time to hire right now. Yeah. So take us through the whole entire process. So when you do have the turnover and thank God it's not a lot, where do you guys start? Like, cause you hear this, I've tried indeed, I've tried everything. Like, where do we start? Take us through the whole entire process. And I'll, I know I'll have a bunch of questions. <laughs> so our hiring process has changed as a result of all this. It used to be that, that I did the hiring and took the lead on it, no matter the position and the department. I was really frustrated with that. And we had a, um, I can't take credit for the idea, but a sweet retired dentist who helps out when we're out of town, who was filling in one day. And I stopped by the office to do some paperwork and mentioned it to him. And he said, oh, well, I never did that at the end. And I was like, well, then who hired people? He's like, oh, I let them hire it. They have to work with them. Let them hire them. And I was like, that's genius. Mm -hmm. So credit to Dr. Miller for that. And since then, from that day forward, I let the department head hire for their department. Um, and they typically, you know, we do it a little bit together, but we'll, we'll put an ad on Indeed. We have a couple of good Facebook groups in the Triangle area where people will post if they're looking or you can say that you're hiring. And we've gotten some nibbles from that Facebook ads. But, you know, we look all the places that, that everyone looks, but the department head kind of gets a clear focus on what they're looking for qualifications, the personality, even more importantly, and, and takes it from there. Yeah. Now, uh, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Did no, you? I was going to say, once they get a few good candidates, we let them phone screen them. They do some phone interviews on their own, and then they just invite a few back into the office to meet in person. Yeah. Now, I want to. I want you to speak to the magical hidden benefit. There's one magical hidden benefit, like of, you know, letting go of this because dentists are control freaks. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. something when the fit happens. Now, we can't guarantee it always. There's something magical about having a department head handle all of it. What ultimately happens from your perspective? Why is this so much better than the way you used to do it? I don't know if this is the magic answer that you're looking for, but the one that I love now, my whole front desk has been hired by Aaron, who's the director of that department. And they all think that she's the boss. And so they go to her with everything. And if they are sick, they call her and they don't call me. And, and they really see her as authority in a way I think that they wouldn't have if I hired them and said, Oh, but you know, Aaron's in charge. Um, so I think that's been really good. And the same thing in the operative department, Gina, my assistant has hired a couple of 
assistants now and, you know, same sort of attitude. They truly see her as a leader, I think, much more than they would have, again, if, if Ben and I had interviewed them and hired them and then said, oh, and by the way, you know, do what she says. Um, so I think that's been great. That is absolutely brilliant. And I would imagine when Aaron and you said, Gina, handle this. Yes. They're heavily invested to make sure that their oh, yes. choice, talk about that, <laughs> that it works, right? Yes, definitely. And, w- and one thing we've seen, I'm sure every practice has over the years, we have had some people that were incredible at their job, particularly, you know, one time we had an assistant that was phenomenal, like just so good. But Ben and I didn't know it, but she was toxic for the team. And you know, that's an interaction that doesn't include us. And so for them to be able to meet these people and, you know, see if they're going to be good at their job, but also how do they fit into the team and to the dynamics of things beyond, you know, the doctor employee relationship has been really valuable. And we've gotten some people that are really good fits in that regard as well. Okay. You got to go back to that because you guys have become dear friends of ours uh, and just great (laughs) clients. You have a secret ingredient. You've got a secret weapon when it's it, when you said, great fits or, you know, the right fit for your practice. Um, and it's, you know, and I'm kind of leading you with this, your core values. And so I want you to talk about that. Now, you also have one of the coolest core values I've ever seen. Now I beat this drum all the time. I'm the biggest core values fan because here's what I've learned. The more you lean into your core values, the crazy stuff goes away. It's like, it's the weirdest thing. It's like crazy repellent. It's like you, you, you put it up in like, there's no mosquitoes. There's no crazy. It's like, what happened? It's crazy. Uh, it's crazy that crazy goes away. One of your core values is ride or die. Like I want, I yes. want a t-shirt. First of all, the evolution of that and how important are your core values in hiring? What They're is, what is ride or die? Wait, what is that? What is that? I should pull it up, but basically that everybody in the office relies on the office for their livelihood. And so anything that jeopardizes the health of the business and the practice and the team, you know, isn't acceptable. So we have to stick up for each other, you know, and and protect the thing that that helps us do the things that we love, spend time with our families, you know, be successful, help our patients. Um, So yeah, ride or die. Um, My husband came up with that. I'm not going to take credit for it. I love it. I love it. That's a really good one. So talk about that. How do you use your secret ingredient in the hiring process? Is it early in the process? Is it later in the process? What do you, what do you do? Certainly if they get to the office for an in-person interview, they've either gotten a copy of the core values or they get one that day. Um, So no final decisions are made until, you know, we've shown them to them and said, you know, these are our core values. This is what we live and practice by and, you know, try to make sure that we're aligned on that front. Okay. Ours are, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go, you go. No, you go. Okay. No, you go. Okay. No, you go. Okay. So, all right, let me, let me, cause I get to hear all these conversations. Okay. So Susan, I'm listening to this podcast. I'm a dentist. Um, you know, this is so great. You let your team, but like, what if they screw it up? Like, you know, I'm very picky about who I hire and all that kind of stuff. Help me through that roadblock. You know, what happens? Cause your, yeah. your process isn't perfect. I would imagine. No. You know? Okay. No, I mean, we've definitely had, you know, some COVID failures, as you'd call them, you know, a couple of weeks, one we hired that didn't show up, one that we hired and came 
It's my favorite story. Worked for a day, said she didn't think it was for her, and then disappeared before we could pay her. And it took me like six months to pay her for her day of work. <laughs> so no, it's it's not perfect, but the people that come out of it have been really good. Um, and I don't feel like in the in the ones that didn't work out that I could have done any better or foreseen something that they didn't. Um, yeah. yeah, but no, it's it's definitely not perfect, but it's so much better than before. I don't feel like it's my fault or I let them down or if something doesn't work out. Um, and I think it just helps them learn for the next go around. Like, you know, look at this, look at that, ask this question, you know, and, and helps them get even better at it. Yeah, I would imagine as you get clearer and clearer about where you want to go, your value system, you know, your systems, people know when they fit. The other team members right. know when they fit and don't fit. So it's not like a difficult conversation, right? Right. No, it's not. I mean, it's, you know, qualifications. Can can the person do the job? You know, and then we, we take a trip to Mexico every couple of years. And, you know, Aaron's always like, could I see the person sitting with us on the beach in Mexico? Are they going to fit in in that kind of way? And it it does become sort of clear. Okay, wait, 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 wait. You got to go back to that. Because like, uh, I've got some, I you know, I... I mean, I just, I know what you guys are up to, so it's really fun. And so it's not just the trip, it's how you guys continuously care. So you go back to the Mexico thing. So you take your team to Mexico? Mm -hmm. I do. What do you it's do? It's really fun. It's my favorite. Um, are we allowed to, we, we drink a lot, we eat a lot, we sit on the <laughs> beach and get sunburned a lot. <laughs> yeah. And you do it every um, other year or what? Or So you... far every other year. We, we've done it three times. It's been every other year. We went... Okay. Um, in 2018, we went March of 2020, and we came home. We shut down a week later, so we were so grateful that we went, and then we just went this past March. That's awesome. That is awesome. And so, you know, you're smart enough as an entrepreneur that you want to let people know, like, this is a family. We care about this. I like that the, one of the qualifying questions is, can you see this person sitting on the beach with us? <laughs> you know, because the age-old question was, can you see having a beer with this person? Now it's, can you Hi. see si sitting on the beach? Yeah. Now, there's other things that you do because you're a big fan of having a great practice and a great life. Like, you don't have crazy hours either. Like, like no. if, if I'm a new team member, what can I expect working for you? Um, so we do the straight eight as act recommends. We do seven 30 to three 30, just because it helps those of us with kids, get everybody to school or daycare first. And that's a big draw. Um, you know, in this profession, we have a lot of, you know, young professional women who have families and that they love that our, um, newest team member, Christina at the front desk has a teenage daughter who runs track. She gets, you know, to be there after school and, and see the meets and things like that. So that's, you know, really helpful in the hiring process. You know, a lot of people are really excited by the thought of getting out of work early. Um, so yeah, we lay it out for them. You know, typically be here 645 or seven, depending on your position. And you're usually out of here 345 or four. And people love that. Yeah. No, it doesn't make any sense though. You guys in the triangle area, triangle area, and that's one of the fastest growing. I mean, there's practices going up everywhere that are open 24 oh, I can seven see several from here. <laughs> yeah. And they've got endo on the weekends and they do say like, how can you compete as a dentist working four days a week, only having those kinds of hours? And I'm being, I don't silly, know. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I've had to get the attitude of you know, we don't need everybody to want to come here. We just need, you know, roughly what, 3000 people to want to come here yeah. um, and value what we do and the type of practice that we have. And that hasn't been a huge challenge. The biggest challenge here in the triangle is there's a lot of turnover, people moving in and out. Mm -hmm. um, 
but people value the type of dentistry that we do and the type of atmosphere that we have. And I, I think there are always going to be enough people out there to support us that, that like this type of atmosphere. Amen. Sister. Amen. Sister. Okay. Yeah. So I, I want to go back to a little bit more of the house. So like, uh, so, um, Aaron and Gina, like what, what does the process look like? How many times do they meet? Do they take them out to the lunch thing? Like anything that you would say about the process that Aaron and Gina do that, you know, we've learned along the way. No, that's okay. I I should have brought them on the interview. Well, we could certainly Um, do that, but. uh, Aaron could give you a a quick 90 minutes on her process. She's really good at this. And she, um, sadly, Marty, our lead hygienist has not gotten to hire a hygienist yet. When I was talking to Dr. Miller about this, I had just made our most recent hygiene hire. So Marty has not gotten the joy yet, but um, Aaron and Gina work closely together, even when we're hiring operative and Aaron is really organized and fantastic. And she has a great list of questions, certainly for her department. And she's been instrumental in helping Gina organize her thoughts. And they typically will do the interviews together for the operative department and Erin will do them on her own for the front desk. Um, I will sit in on them if I'm here once we get to the in-person part. And sometimes I'll listen in to the phone interviews, but I try not to be a big voice. I just want to, you know, have eyes on the person, get a feel for the personality a little bit, just so it's not, you know, looking at a resume on a piece of paper. But she will go through um, or they will go through the Indeed or, you know, responses we get from Facebook and that kind of thing and pull out the ones that stand out to them in terms of um, experience and things like that. One little trick that I think Chris gave us years ago was when we put an ad on Indeed, we'll typically have something in there like, give us the five reasons why you're going to be an amazing team member. And just weeding out the people who will take the time to answer that question gets rid of most people. Um, and that narrows the field to the people who are actually interested in your job and aren't just, you know, click, 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 click. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, um, narrow it down that way, pick our phone interviews. And then from there it it sort of starts to come together. Yeah. And you know, if you're asking people why you're going to be good here, I mean, they got to think about the answer and say, Oh, you know, and then they got to probably back it up. You know, like uh, I'm going to give you, and so, uh, (laughs) so there's an extra accountability about like why I'd be good here. I actually, now it's so funny that you've been on this path. A couple more questions. So do you get presented the final, like, is it, is it like, um, is it like survivor where this is the person that made it through type of a thing? Or do you, do you get to pick if there's two candidates or do they, do they have a presentation day where they're like, here's who we found? Like, how does it work? So the last hire that we made was Christina at our front desk. She's our um, hygiene and billing coordinator. And Erin actually hired her while we were on vacation. So I did see her at her in-person interview, but the other leading candidate I never got to meet. Erin um, and I talked about it extensively, you know, and I do give them a framework for, you know, salary and you know, hourly wage, that sort of thing. But, you know, beyond that, I, I really left it to her and said, you know, this is the person you've got to train, you know, what's important, you know, and front desk, it's always personality versus experience. And we were lucky in this instance to find someone who had both, but, you know, it, it, it's up to her because if we hire somebody that's got the personality, but it's never worked dental, that's a lot of work for her. Um, so yeah, I really do let her do it. Yeah. And what's she looking for? Like if you, if you were to list the top things you're looking for in any brand new employee, like, 
Give us your top two or top three things that you're like, this is the kind of person we're looking for. Um, personality. And that's the thing that you can't teach. So just the warm, welcome, welcoming, compassionate, um, you know, and that goes towards the patient, but also towards team members. We, we don't want anybody who's just here to punch the clock, do their work and get out. We want, you know, squad mentality is one of our other core values um, in addition to <laughs> ride or die. So we're looking for that for the team and for the patients, probably more than anything, because you can't teach it. Yeah. Um, beyond that, you know, if we think that we can train for the other things and obviously, you know, good work experiences never a negative for the most part, but you know, it's really the, the intangibles that mean so much. Yeah. So how important is it to have a great team around you? Like on a scale from one to 10, is it a five? Is it a six? What is it like? It's a, like a 15. <laughs> it's a 15. It's, oh, it's the difference between loving what you do and, you know, walking in and feeling like you've got you know, 10 people behind you that have you, your back or just, you know, wanting to bury your head in the sand and cry at the end of the day. It's a hard job and it can be an isolating job in a lot of ways. So when you have good people around you that take the weight off, it makes a tremendous difference. Amen, sister. Now, I never even thought about that, but like, I love it that they think Aaron and Gina are their bosses and they kind of are like, it just, that just frees up yeah. so much brain space. For you, oh, I listen, when Aaron calls me and says, you know, so-and-so is going to be late, which is not often, but you know, that she's gotten the call rather than me getting the call. It's right. just like, oh, oh, that's it. so awesome. She's so happy. You know, what's so fun about this is that you and I have ended up in the same place. You by intention, me by accident, which is I don't get to interview anybody here anymore because they won't let me because I've screwed it up 10,000 times. I was going to say, Chris, Chris told you you couldn't, right? <laughs> no, they didn't. I didn't even, this, this wasn't even an idea. They just took it from me and they're like, nope, we're <laughs> just, no, no. And just, I'm like, no, I just met a the great, you know, what's, yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, so like, um, you know, I think it's it's really fun how you've completely changed the whole process and um, made this just work better for you and your your practice. Yeah. So any last yeah. thoughts you have on this? I love this topic. I love what you guys have done. But what would you say to even a dental student coming out listening to this for the first time? Like, what would you say? My biggest tendency and mistake that I've always made with my team and I still make with my team is the tendency to micromanage and get in their business and not stay in my circle um, like I'm supposed to. And this is one thing that has really been freeing in a lot of ways. So the more autonomy that you can give them and trust them to do and give them the leadership skills to do, like you, you will not regret it. And I do still slip into my micromanaging every now and again and I get reprimanded and I try to take that with a little bit of grace but it, but it is freeing and it makes your work life a lot easier you don't have to do everything dentistry is hard enough without having to wear all these other hats and when you hire great people and you have a great thing like act to help them you know learn even more skills you you'll just do yourself a big big favor there you have it bam drop the mic so you're a recovering micromanager I'm trying to recover. I, I had a relapse recently, but I was um, lovingly talked to by a team member. Okay. So I probably relapsed more than you do. So like, <laughs> are you talking monthly, <laughs> weekly that you relapse? Like, because I mean, it, yeah, you're like, 
and then they're like, I try so hard. Do you? Yeah. I, but you know, you're, I'm a dentist. That's what we do. Like we want everything to be perfect. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate this. See, thank that wasn't so bad. Me. That wasn't so it bad. It wasn't so bad. I didn't die. You didn't die. You're going to be great. And you're no. going to help a lot of people with this um, by giving us a whole brand new thought process of how to hire, find great people and help them stay. You let go <laughs> and let somebody else do it. Exactly. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, stick around. Susan Wallace, say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the okay. Best Practices Show. If you enjoyed today which I hope you did. I know you did. Just do us a favor, hit the share button, share it with your friends. Keep sending us things that you guys want to see. We're going to line them up. You're going to see I've got an amazing lineup throughout the next couple months. And so until we see you guys next time, keep watching the best practices show. You guys enjoy the rest of your day. There you have it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Best Practices Show. I hope you sure did enjoy it. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We are always here for you. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you consume podcasts. And if you really enjoy it, you can leave a comment or a four or five star review. But until we see you next time, keep watching the Best Practices Show. Oh,